What's going on, guys? This is Eric. You listen to the Brush Up, right running through the headlines of news, sports, and media. This is episode seven, so let's get right into it with the good news. A Chicago coffee shop owner drives an annual community initiative called Coffee with a Purpose. And this initiative collects and distributes coats along with other necessities to the local homeless population in the Midwest during the winter. The shop owner was looking for a way to give back to the community several years ago, but he was not really prepared for the amount of feedback that he was going to get and the amount of help he was going to get. The first year he did it, he started collecting coats and other things right before the Christmas season. He actually was donated above 2,000 coats and he really didn't know what to do with them because he wasn't expecting to get that outcome that early. But he has been continuing that for uh, several years, like I said. This is actually his seventh year this year, and he actually had to rent a moving truck uh, and went around to six different Chicago locations giving out coffee, blankets, socks, hats, gloves, and hygiene items. He was donated over 6,000 coats this year. So this is just a really good way that this guy is giving back to the community in which he works and uh, helping the homeless population there. So I think that's really cool to hear, especially because people that do live in the Midwest, we know that our winters can be considerably cold. So it's good that he's uh, going out and helping the people. Next piece of good news is from a company called Aptera or Aptera. Uh, I don't really know what the correct pronunciation is of the company, but apparently it's an electric car company that promises to really go far beyond the capability of current electric cars. So this car is solar powered and also is plugged in as well. It is covered in 34 square feet of solar cells all across the body, and it only costs $25,000. Now, the reason it is so cheap is apparently because the body of the car is only made of four main parts, most of which are 3D printed. So they just found a really cost-effective way to build these parts of the car. The company has already gotten 7,000 pre-orders for the cars, which will be delivered in late 2021. But the real thing that separates this car apart is that it promises a range of 1,000 miles. So current electric cars, I think like Tesla's go right around like 350, 400 miles on a charge. I know with their new car that they're releasing, the Roadster, that one's supposed to go to 600. But still, it's nothing really close to what Aptera here is uh offering with a thousand miles and i did get a look at the car it looks a lot like uh for those of you who watched awesome powers looks like goldfinger's car that he escapes in um in one of the later scenes when awesome powers rescues his dad uh he drives like a little gold car thing but this was it's like the same uh car design same look i think it's only going to be a one-seater it doesn't look that big i can't imagine it's gonna be more than a one-seater but it's only got three wheels two in the front one in the back so it's a trike and, uh, yeah, I mean, for $25,000, I guess that's not a bad buy for one person, uh, especially if it does offer a thousand miles. So yeah, if you want to pre-order one, go online and get yourself $25,000 car. <laughs> uh, final piece of good news is that a 20 year old Cornell student made $30,000 on GameStop is actually using some of the money to purchase Nintendo switches and a variety of games to give back to, uh, the children's hospital. So this kid announced on Instagram that he was going to donate six consoles along with a plethora of games. Um, A CNN reporter said that the donation was around $2,000, a little bit over $2,000. 
And the student said that he felt like he should give back because he was fortunate enough to make some money in a time when not many people are able to and the world's kind of going through this crisis right now. I think this is a great thing this kid's doing. It's very surprising to hear this coming from a college student because, you know, many college students have tuition, rent, food, everything that they have to pay for. It's the first real time that they have to pay for these super large expenses consistently in their life. And the fact that he made $30,000 where he probably could have paid off uh, student loans if he has any, he decided instead to give some of that money back to the children's hospital and yeah, it just sounds like he's really grateful to give back to those places around the world that are helping people every day. But now moving on to the U.S. and world news. First piece of, I mean, it happened in the U.S., but it's world news. Uh, I really probably saw it. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle had an interview with Oprah. So the interview was two hours long. So if you didn't catch it, I'll give you a little bit of a synopsis. Prince Harry and Meghan opened up a lot about the struggles that the, they had as a couple and that Meghan had alone while in England with the royal family. Like one of the first uh, big points Meghan had was that she was having like suicidal thoughts uh, constantly when she was living with the royal family. And apparently she'd bring them up and try to address them and nobody really acknowledged it or offered to help, which seems ridiculous to me. Uh, I mean, you're the royal family. Of course, you're going to get the best possible care within England. So if you're raising these issues, you definitely expect to kind of get some sort of uh, help or something. But this is probably because Megan is basically an outsider. She's from the U.S. She's not uh, English born, things like that. So they definitely view her as an outsider. But another big thing that she really talked about was that the royal family is really just a bunch of old white racists. So she said that there was concerns of the uh, color or race, I guess, the pigment of the child that Prince Harry and her are having. And this is because Meghan, Ra- Meghan Markle is biracial. She's born of a white father and African-American mother. So apparently they, the royal family is just worried about how dark is the child going to be. And they apparently were making a big thing about it and Harry had to address it with Meghan. Um, but I don't... I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me about why this should matter, but I guess to them, in their mind, they've just had generation upon generation upon generation of just white family. Like, you know, there's really nothing else there, and now that they're going to have a mixed child, they're worried about the pigment, pigment. but I mean, 21st century, this definitely shouldn't be a concern that a husband has to bring up to his wife because, like... His grandmother, or they didn't say his grandmother directly. I believe it was his father that they they kind of worked around. It. They said it wasn't the queen, um, but it I, they kind of just made it out to be uh, Harry's dad said it, but kind of worked around it. It was the specifics are a little bit weird, but it sounds like Harry's dad was the one that was most concerned. So I don't know why. He should be concerned or any part of the family should be concerned. But because of all this, the couple is dissociating themselves with the royal family and they're now living here in America. Um, And they actually got their security revoked because they're kind of dissociating now. So they no longer have their uh, royal guards that are with them all the time and their royal security. And this is actually coming at a time when the family is receiving death threats. So the royal family pulled the security detail while... Uh, Harry and Meghan were receiving death threats. So it really is just continues to make the royal family look bad and 
if this really is how the royal family has been treating Harry and Meghan, I mean, it's good that they finally brought it to light to maybe show the world that the royal family isn't just kind of as perfect as maybe many people assume. Uh, but Prince Harry's brother, Prince William, was actually the first person to publicly speak about the claims. It wasn't like a like a formal press conference. It was like Prince William was walking down the road and a reporter kind of ran up next to him and asked him about the racist comments. And Prince William kind of like said over his shoulder as he walked away that the family is very much not a racist family. Uh, so, I mean, you think that there might be a little bit more concern unless they're just told to not talk about it at the time but the queen eventually did release a statement saying that the family is saddened to learn how challenging harry and megan's time has been at the palace and that the matters concerning race and the racism will be addressed privately within the family so maybe they're just gonna let prince harry and megan just kind of you know go out and do their own thing and not really address this too much i mean it sounds like the family within themselves uh might just be okay with letting Harry go because Harry's not in line to become king or anything. I think he's like sixth in line and it has to be like a weird kind of off branch for him to become king. So maybe they just view it as not that big of a problem. I mean, it's a lot going on over there right now with everything that Meghan Markle and Harry said, but maybe more will come out of it. We don't know. But one thing that already has come besides the other things I said, I guess, is that uh, the UK press body chief quit after the claims of racism that Meghan gave. And this is the second senior media figure to leave amid the royal, cu the royal couple's allegations of racism towards the uh, England royal family. And apparently there's this like society of editors that's an umbrella group of about 400 newspapers. And they released a statement saying that they will not be swayed from holding the rich and powerful accountable uh, given what the I think they said the Dutch and Duchess, Duchess of Sussex said they're referring to Prince uh, Harry and Meghan Markle. But some editors that were actually within this group said that the society is kind of in denial about the racism claims right now. So it sounds like a lot's really fallen apart given this interview with Oprah. But if there is all these problems, I I hope that they can address it and maybe turn over a new leaf in the royal family. But uh. They have a ton of power in England, so we're going to have to see what they do. Next piece of world news is that a coal cargo ship sank in the Black Sea, where rescue efforts are currently underway. The disaster left two dead and one missing. The ship had a crew of only 13, where 10 were rescued upon distress signals, uh, and they were given immediate medical attention. The crew said that uh, they did their, the medical crew said that they did their best to rescue and aid the crew members that needed it in the conditions that there were, apparently there was 31 mile per hour winds and 13 foot waves, but there's still investigation going to determine the reason for the wreck. Um, I didn't see much about the environmental impacts. I thought there would be more on that given that it's coal sinking into the Black Sea. Um, and maybe they'll have more come out once they determine more about the cause of the wreck and maybe find this one last missing person. So... I hope there's not a lot of environmental impact, and if there is, I hope it's contained well and taken care of easily. But uh, best wishes out to the uh, rescue team and those families affected by the disaster. 
And then final piece of news is that the labor market is actually showing signs of improvement as vaccination numbers increase. The number of Americans applying for first-time unemployment is down 42,000 last week, which actually surpassed uh, estimates and projections that were given. And this is likely due because of vaccination numbers increase, and some states are loosening restrictions on uh COVID mandates, like I talked about Texas, Mississippi last week. Apparently, Utah is doing it now, too, where they're really loosening up on what people can and can't do. And it's also because an additional uh, 300,000 jobs were added to the leisure and hospitality uh, in February. But in a statement Wednesday from Senegajab, Naga job. I don't know how to pronounce it, but apparently overall jobs are up 37% month over month and 54% year over year with hospitality leading 112% and 67% respectively. Uh, so this is all really good to hear um, for the job market. It's a lot of good news and there's actually more good to come because 88% of businesses that typically hire during the summer months do plan to hire still this year. I mean, you can't really expect that to be that 100% of companies that normally hire in the summer are going to just because of still what's going on with COVID and how uh, the economy is going right now. But, I mean, if 88% can, that's a much larger number than I would have assumed. So that's good to hear, and uh, it's good that people are getting back into some jobs. But now moving on to sports. Uh, today, March 11th, is the one-year anniversary of when Adam Silver announced the stoppage of basketball. Luckily, it didn't last year, and we got back to basketball uh, not too far after that. But I just thought I'd throw that in that it's been uh, one year since Adam Silver said no more basketball in the NBA because they didn't know what to do because of coronavirus. But moving on to news that is kind of going on in the league, the Brooklyn Nets have really assembled a super team if they can return all players to health. The team recently allocated Blake Griffin. So the team's starting lineup could possibly be, like I said, if everybody's healthy, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. And, I mean, not all these players are in their prime anymore, but at one time, each of these players was an all-star. Like, this literally sounds like what you could see in a given year an all-star starting lineup uh, team to be. So if they can get all these players back to health, I think they'll really be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, Blake and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan did play together previously in L.A. Uh, they were a ton of fun to watch because they had CP3 just dishing it to the two bigs. and Hopefully uh, Kyrie and James Harden can do something like that again. But I think, yeah, this team will really be something to be reckoned with. I mean, they're uh, one of the top contenders in their conference right now, and both Kevin Durant and Blake Griffin are out right now. Uh, Blake Griffin isn't really injured. He's just slowly coming back because he hasn't really played basketball within the last uh, three weeks. They're just kind of ramping him back up into playing. But yeah, I, I'm excited to see what this team does. Uh, I'm a Kyrie Irving fan, so I hope this team can do as good as possible. But other news in the league is that LaMarcus Aldridge has agreed to part ways with the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Aldridge is a seven-time All-Star, so this has become a real uh, score that's going to be released out into the league and no trades have been worked out yet but the team is looking to trade before march 25th which is the deadline but uh it did say that if they are unable to trade him that the spurs can actually buy out his contract but clearly no clubhouse would ever want to do that when uh they could definitely get a player for a player so we'll have to see where he lands better not be the brooklyn nets that'd just be wild but 
Uh, tonight, there's 11 NBA games going on. The Milwaukee Bucks play at 7 p.m. against the Knicks. I'm not going to announce all of the rest just because there are so many, but other big games with top contenders from the conferences, the Celtics against the Nets and the Suns against the Trailblazers. And now moving on to some celebrity news. So if you remember last week, I talked about how Eminem was trying to be canceled by, or Eminem was being canceled by TikTok and Twitter. And a lot of people didn't think it was possible. Well, Eminem actually put, like tweeted out a song, Tone Deaf, which released on his uh, album, Music to be Murdered by, in December of last year. Some sources were saying that this is a new song, but that's not actually the case. This is a song that previously came out. I really thought he would release a new song. Maybe he's working on something. But, I mean, Tone Deaf does kind of address this. He has some lyrics in there that really do talk about being canceled, so... I think it was a good comeback. But that's really all I saw for celebrity news looking out there. The only other thing I found, which is not riveting stuff, is that Jennifer Aniston did yoga with her dog. And, man, I don't care. But, yeah, that's the celebrity news. Tough stuff to find, I guess. But this fact of the week I find pretty interesting. So the theory of general relativity states that the universe can take, like, one of three shapes. There's three possibilities for shapes. It can be open, closed, or flat. I'll explain each of these uh, a little bit more. But the shape is based on the pull of gravity and the rate of expansion. So kind of how fast the universe is going outward versus how how much is being pulled inwards, basically. So there's a calculation that states that there's a critical value for the universe's density and if the density of the universe is actually over this critical value then the universe is what's called closed or it looks like the surface of a sphere in this case the universe is not infinite but it has no end so if you can just picture the surface of a ball is basically what uh the universe would look like and theoretically then if you travel far enough in a certain direction you eventually reach the point you began because you'll travel all the way around that ball and then if the density is less than the critical value then the universe is open which looks more like a saddle so if you can picture like a saddle over a horse it's just kind of uh bridged across um and then kind of i want to say flat in the other direction but it's kind of like if you took a sheet of paper and bent it in the middle and kind of had that curvature to it then the universe is flat uh is sorry is open and in this case the universe will continue to expand forever and the final case if the density is exactly equal to this critical value then the geometry of the universe is flat and here the universe has no bounds and will expand forever but the rate of expansion will continue to slow until it finally stops after infinite time. So theoretically, will never stop because you can never reach infinite time. But after infinite time, it will stop. So it's just progressively getting slower and slower and slower. And recent measurements actually show that the universe is flat within about a 2% margin of error. And that seems to be the case. But given large scientific scientific geez, scientific discoveries like this uh, could change in the future. Uh, I mean, we thought the Earth was flat at one time, so this could be wrong. But uh, for right now, it's believed that the universe is flat. Um, but if it is, I guess, closed at least, where it's a spherical shape, that maybe could open up a lot of different possibilities for travel. Um, I don't really know too much about the uh, astrophysics of it, but... Yeah, 
Those are the three options. Now, last heat of the week. Only two songs here. I got Wants It Needs by Drake and Hold On by Justin Bieber. Well, that's going to wrap it up for uh, Episode 7. I thank you guys all for listening, and I'll uh, see you in Episode 8.